I think we're in an important time in history as my good friend sitting across the beautiful podcast space from me is one of, I think, what we call the transitional generation as there was a time in the 80s, 90s and everything prior to where internet didn't exist. And in 80s and 90s babies, we got to literally be a part of a transitional generation an era where now kids obviously in the 2000s, 2010s, 2020s being born, they're literally born into this thing called technology. And it comes with its own space and capacity to not just navigate the world in a lot of stressors. However, it plays a realm into the mental aspect of things as there's imagination. There's, li- there's literally, we stand at a bridge of efforting to connect one generation to the next. And I think that there's just going to be some good nuggets in this concise episode with my good friend, Sheena Jean. She is a vision advisor and sound healer that helps individuals and companies shift mindsets, step into possibility, and create a new future for themselves using habits that last a lifetime based in cognitive and somatic practices. Super important, as a lot of people don't know how to use their body. She's also necessary. It's necessary for y'all to check her out on the podcast, Make One Day Happen a show that makes the woo-woo relatable and tells stories of people who have made incredible things happen in their life, their journey, and all in the woo, as I think she's the perfect man and body about this. She embodies humor. She's a wonderful facilitator of spaces, of energy, and it's been so good to be able to just see her thrive as she's opening up her wings and is actually going to be doing events and is in a whole new expression. And today that we're recording is her birthday, y'all. So hey. super charged up. And I just want y'all to put y'all, put y'all thumbs and middle fingers together, snap it on up for Sheena Engelman. Hi. Welcome, sis. It's good to have you. Thank you so much. Yes. This is epic. Yes. Best birthday present ever. Let's go. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> level 39. We're leveling mm. up over here. Mm-hmm. I um, I hate that people make getting older like such a drab thing. Mm. Like, let's not do that let's anymore. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Like, if you're in a video game and you accelerate to the next level, like, fuck yes, let's go. Yes. I'm on level 39 now. Yes. Like, let's go. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What do you think your favorite ability is at level 39? Because if we're leveling up, we obviously get new abilities, skills, and tricks. So what's yours that you think you're stepping into this year? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I'm I'm really impressing myself lately with my ability to ground mm. amidst a lot of shift and change and unknown currently nomading right now i've been traveling for the last like three weeks i'm telling everyone i'm on tour because that just sounds way cooler (laughs) and i've been in like eight different places in the last three weeks and it can be a lot it can be a lot and i have really in the last like year and a half honed in like my rituals and the things that ground me no matter where i'm at no matter who i'm around no matter what i'm doing so that i can um, show up as my best version of myself. Mm. What does best version of yourself mean to you? Oh, coming with the heat straight Yo. out of the gate. Yo. Uh, the best version of myself is when I've really actually put myself first and filled up my cup and given myself what I need so I can show up um, from a place of responding instead of reacting and really in a place of service um, versus ego, mm. right? Like. Mm. Those things are going to happen and have been a lot of my human experience. And so getting to that place where that that higher self that's connected to source, that higher self that um, can 
really allow things to happen instead of forcing things to happen. The higher self that's listening instead of like thinking or kind of chasing and uh, mm. it just feels so much more in flow. Mm. I love that. Mm. Mm. I think you touched on, I mean, just a very big element is grounding mm-hmm. and, you know, tying back into the things pre-chat and, you know, conversations we've had is that there's this phenomenon that, yo, kids are different. And they're growing up in different circumstances. And I'd love for you, you know, to share, you know, your perspective and, you know, facilitating hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people over the last, you know, few years and and experience. What do you think, you know, the magic is and the power is that coming from the 80s and 90s, bringing it into interactions with humans in this time? Yeah. You know, you guys were, it was um, on the episode where y'all were talking about I think it was the Matrix episode. Nice. Uh, with Dr. Brett Jones. And at the very end of that episode, you started talking about the generation. And this is something that I've really like felt for a long time that like our generation is special. We have literally stood on two sides of humanity that no yeah. other generation is gonna stand on. Right. We grew up in this analog world where it's like, if you're bored, then go outside. Right. That was literally, if you're bored, go outside. That was it. It's not, well, here's an iPad or go get a, you know, go find something on TV or just all of these screens that we have now. So we, we grew up in, a, in an era where we had to be present. We were taught to be mm. present, even if that wasn't actually what was happening. There was this connection to nature and just being outside that it, that it seems like kids are getting further from these days. And as we look at where the world is going, like with the metaverse, oh man, that thing creeps me out. And it's so exciting. And it's like inevitable. It's like, how do we, how are we stewards of that, that presence and that analog lifestyle that is still available to us today? If we choose to put our phones down, just put it on airplane mode, put it on airplane. Do, do not disturb is my favorite mode. People I, get so annoyed at me. They're like, why don't you answer your phone anymore? I'm like, cause I am living a non-disturbed life now. Ooh. <laughs> like D N D for life. Mm. You gotta be real special to get me out of D and D mode. Well, I am honored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, love that. And I think there is a component to it where two things Brett mentioned, uh, he used to take care of, you know, some very high tech people out in the Bay and they said it's a matter of essentially when do they want to create new technologies because they can do whatever they want now, but it's like, you know, what is it? And I think it's very vitally important to be able to have that level of discernment, but even more so when you mentioned, you know, our connection to nature, the connection to presence, it's so important. It's like there's this opportunity for us to be able to shepherd, you know, and be able to remind people like the opportunity to go on DND or airplane mode, or even like you just said, like your, your ability to ground. So many people are just lost in technology and lost in this inevitable ocean. That's just going to keep, you know, overwhelming people because I went on Twitter like two weeks ago, just was looking at some things on Puerto Rico. And I was just like, this is so much information like I could feel my nervous system literally vamping up into like a, a defensive state because it was just so stimulated. And I was like, oh shit, like this is what the normal human that's navigating social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, whatever it is, as it's like this dynamic of constant bombardment, yet an ability to escape reality and just be constantly entertained as well. Do you want to know a fun fact? It's actually yes. it's not a fun fact. Let me walk that back. Yes, I do. Do you want to know a terrifying fact? Yes. This was like done back in like 2011, I want to say. 
So keep in mind before social media. But back then, there was a study that showed that the amount of information that someone receives Ooh. in one day in 2011. Yes. It was the equivalent of what someone in the 1800s received in their entire fucking lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. And we wonder why we have a constant cortisol drip in our systems mm. going. Like, we're just getting bombarded. Mm. And this, that's, a, that's a, how the system's designed, right? Mm. Like, we want to keep you in this state of needing our solutions for your mm. stress, anxiety, and chronic illness. The solutions are, you know, distractions or just that dependency. Yeah. And it's like, you know, me and Lou and BCB, we went off the grid last uh, last year when we first got here, and it was just the most freeing thing. And I think off the grid, like, people have a certain relationship with that. They're like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, really just put, throwing your air phone on airplane mode and going literally into nature, going on a hike or going backpacking, I think is one of the most empowering things that one can 100%. do because it just clears your energy. You're able to de literally depolarize all the chaos in your system and decharge that into Mother Earth, into nature. And also you're able to just, it's like, you're, it's like we're remembering or it's an opportunity to remember what life was prior to things. Right. And then there's some ancestry and there's some legacy, there's some juice there. And, you know, I'm still very, I'll say very green or very new in like doing a backpack adventure in that capacity. But, you know, I had Lou and BCB to guide me in that capacity. And I think that we have the opportunity to do that in a micro, you know, in the interactions with all the people that we see on the day to day and, you know, really be a light and really just shine people like, yo, there's an opportunity here for you. Yep. And there's a superpower here for you, especially talking to high schoolers, teenagers, middle schoolers, whatever it may be, as there's no manual. It's like, here, here's how you use social media. Right. Yeah, it's actually something that in the last couple of events and um, ones that I do now, unplugging is part of the recipe for that experience. Like, Love that. Like we have actual, um, my dear friend Brooke has a company called Intermission and she really kind of invited me into this concept with her last June in Austin when she held a four-day retreat that was completely unplugged. 30 strangers, wide variety of humans just kind of dumped into this situation where it's like, give us your phones, you're going to lock it up. And to watch the anxiety that was present for people oh, in doing that was they didn't know really, that they, they didn't know they were going to do they that. do they did know it was part of the experience but even so they had this like oh my god what am i going to do without my phone for four days what if something happens what if i miss something like the fomo was raging mm. <laughs> and we we led a an intention setting ceremony just like to really drop people into like what could it look like to just not have that and to let that anxiety go and mm. by the end of the four days nobody even really wanted their phone back they're like eh i'm kind of good on this so now we, we actively curate experiences for people where you lock your phone up. So it's not, so you don't even have that like nervous twitch to check the, the yeah. time in between the sessions or, and it's one of the things where it's like, right, like one of the trade-offs for us is like, we're not going to get social proof of this experience now because people don't have their phones. And are we okay with that? It's like, fuck yeah, we are. We know that the proof is going to be in the results and the experience that we're creating. It's in their energy afterwards. And their energy field afterwards, right? They're going to walk away transformed from this experience in a way that a story on Instagram is, yeah, it's nice to, you know, tell your friends what you did this weekend. However, it's more about that, like, deep connection that we're creating within versus this, look at what I'm doing. Mm. Although I'm a very, I mean, I say this, talking out of both sides of my mouth, I love Instagram stories. I do. Yeah. So there's there's pros and cons to all of the things. And that's where it comes back to our generation really being a good steward of this 
dynamic that no one else before us or after us has like an uh, an access to yeah right like how to put the phone down and how to use the technology how yeah. do you find the balance in both what do you think's really important with this generation in learning how to master that skill mm. i think it's learning how to be with yourself right and like whether I, I personally believe that meditation is just the quickest, fastest, easiest route to that. You know, coming up with different metacognitive practices that you regularly do, whether that's journaling, meditating, visualizing, you have to learn to get comfortable with yourself because what the phone is most of the time doing is it's, it's numbing. It's giving us those hits of the neuromodulators that we're like, yay, I got a like. <laughs> You know, and so it's like, how can you give that to yourself? How can you like give yourself a little heart in your own little head without mm. technology there? Yes. You know, maybe you just need to get a pair of these glasses that Jamal's wearing. And Sported, <laughs> sponsored by the one and only Sheena Jean. Um, everybody had glasses. I didn't need glasses. <laughs> hey, I'm here for it. I'm here so, for it. Yeah. I hope that I can spot them well. Yeah. I love the capacity to get comfortable with self as the mobile TV that is like a lot of people don't even watch TV anymore. They just have their phones, right? which is just wild. And there's just, there's such a responsibility, I think with this and I'm just efforting to decode, you know, what is it, you know, what is it about the ability to be able to pick something up, but also not be attached to it? Yeah. I think people lose their identity in the phone work schedule, whatever. So they become a slave to it. So, you know, when it comes to freeing oneself that where it might give them anxiety to let go of their phone or it might give them anxiety to not know what's going on. What would you offer them? Hmm. Gratitude. Gratitude is just for me is like the anti-venom for life. And it gives us access to reframing our perception of what's happening in our world. Right. And so that's yes. something that we talk about. Um, at events, it's like, okay, yeah, this is going to be scary. This You're giving away your phone. You're wondering if your kids are all right. You want to capture something to share on social because you love us, but, like, you're fine. Like, you're going to be fine. And, like, shift into the space of, like, I get the opportunity to be differently today. Mm -hmm. I get the opportunity to experience myself in a way that I don't typically make space for. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there's always a way with gratitude to turn the lens in a different direction and choice. Like we all have choice on how we're choosing to view things. I know it can be a tough um, topic for some people, but it comes down to like, we have choice. Why do you think it's a tough topic? for people? Victimhood is an unfortunate vibe these days. And uh, it's a lot easier to blame the shitty circumstances that absolutely exist in this world and in this human experience. Um, it can be a lot easier to point to that versus having to reflect inwards. And that goes back to that capacity to be with yourself, right? Mm. There's plenty of places to point the finger at besides inwards. Mm. Mm. The quote comes to me, my, my boy Ryan Budd is a coach over at Wagner College now, and we ran track together. I remember him always just saying the same circumstances, a.k.a. the hot water, that softens the potato, um, you know, can really challenge literally everything else. <laughs> Melt away literally everything else. Um, if I had a spirit food, it would be potatoes. Nice. Nice. Side note. 
I love that. It is, but it's true, right? Like it, like a cold bath, cold plunge. It could be really terrifying if you if you're being pushed in there and you don't want to go. Mm. However, if you're choosing to look at the experience as like this is something that is going to positively impact my mental health, my physical health, and make me feel confident that I can do mm. hard things, you're gonna have a completely different experience getting in that 39 degree water mm-hmm. than you would if you are like fuck this. I don't want to do this. It's going to be cold. I might die. This is going to be brutal. Mm -hmm. Like our mindset is so important. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that we have choice and where to point it at is a huge piece of the puzzle in the game of life. Mm. Mm. I love that. As you've worked with so many people, you know, what is one of your offerings or what is something that you say to someone where they're getting into the water for the first time? You know, I can appreciate gratitude. I can appreciate the mindset. But, mm. you know, obviously, I imagine you take them on a deeper experience, you know, besides the cold water as well. But what are some things you offer to them? Offer as in? What are some things you say to them? Uh, you to know, perhaps help them in their journey? <laughs> one, one of the things is like when people get really stuck on their perspective, it's like, well, how's that actually working out for you? Because if it was, you probably wouldn't have hired me or come looking to me to help you shift something mm-hmm. if things were working out. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, what are you getting from this? Like, what's the, what's the thing that's keeping you hooked into this? Because usually we're, you know, we're emotionally addicted as a society as well. We are literally emo- addicted to emotions because they release chemicals in our bodies, and our bodies are so used to those. And these emotions are coming from way back in the day, from our childhood, and we don't, we're not even kind of aware of necessarily what some of them are. So a lot of the work that I do, um, I offer a lot of reflections to people, honestly. It's like deep, active listening and hearing what they're saying and knowing that they can't even hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. giving that back to them. Mm-hmm. How is this working out for you? You can shift this. Mm. All of the introspection, how is this working out for you that we also hear? You know, how has that served you? Or is this working? Is this where you want to be? As right. It's a good just point to be like, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Right. I want something different. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think that's where this is a perfect circle. That's where we get to, you know, offer for kids or students or people just navigating life right now and, you know, breaking free of you know any addiction to any technology and just living differently. We get to offer to them like, you know, how is that serving you? And or are you open to something different? Do you want something different? Right. Is this default reality? It's interesting. I was talking to my friend Chuck Palm. A lot of people like to play the video game of life on the default settings. Oh, facts. They don't. Yeah, they don't realize you can go change your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know there's a menu. A menu. What does that do? (laughs) Right. They don't know that they can access things and they can turn up the brightness, turn up the difficulty, turn down the difficulty. I think that's our mindset of things. They don't. They don't. But they don't play with that when it's like if this is a game of life. What do we need to do in order to reposition ourselves in order to win, in order to thrive, in order to keep gaining experience, in order to keep shifting things? Mm, mm, mm. Tell me this, as I'd love for the world to hear it. One of my favorite questions I like to ask people, you know, when it comes to their birthday is, what is your intention with this trip around the sun? (sighs) You know... I'm going to have to borrow one from the source and KTC community on this one. And it's really stay in my prayer this year. It's been something that um, I grew up, Chris.
Christian and heavily involved in the church. Got my first healthy dose of community trauma mm. <laughs> in that um, environment. And uh, in that, like, I really pushed away the, the practice of prayer, something that I'd been doing all the time. And it was with my grandfather passing last summer and recognizing that someone who had prayed for me literally every single day of my life was gone and what who was carrying that legacy on like knowing that my brother and sister are definitely in a practice of prayer but recognizing like for me that coming back to that doesn't mean I have to go join the church and recognizing that the intentions that I set um, regularly daily um, with the different seasons and at different points in the year are types of prayers and letting go of like shifting my mindset around what prayer means Right. Like that was such a huge opening for me in this last year and um, being plugged into this community that was offered to me and like really just really shook me in a in a most beautiful way. So mm. I would say my my intention for level 39 is to stay in my prayer. Mm. And I love that. As that's I feel like a layer two things as if someone, you know, encounters you in the wild or, you know, that was very possible. On tour. I'm out there. On tour. On tour. (laughs) (laughs) They they have the opportunity to reflect and just, you can tie it. Where are you at and how are you navigating? What are you doing? How are you being? And is that in alignment with the intention that you set for yourself this year? Right. I even think that that's, does have to be, you know, what's my legacy before I die? Like that's the longest, one of the most macro. This is like a micro and it's one year and it's a good opportunity to reflect and you know, just reevaluate, you know, am I, how am I living? Yeah. And, or even more so, you know, how am I playing? How am I enjoying this game of life? You know, yeah. how are how my settings right now? Yeah. How am I, I need to go to the, what'd you call it? The menu. Menu. <laughs> I need to go back to the menu and review my options. Right. Remember I've got choice. Right. Oh, great. Great. Right. Let's do right. that. And it doesn't have to be heavy. No, not at all. I think that's, that's something I, in my mindset have shifted this year is letting go of everything having to be so hard. Like Oof. you got to work hard. You got to play hard Mm. work. You know, like I had a lot of story around work being hard and this last year burnt me the fuck out. You saw me with my eye twitching. You were helping take care of my nervous system. That was on a little bit of a tilt. Um, I gave myself way too much to uh, a really, really magical thing. However, um, yeah, I recognize that a lot of it was hiding in my language. I was telling myself that this had to be hard. All the time. All the time I was telling myself that. And it was actually at Soul Revival uh, when Charlie was like, take the easy road. I was like, oh, my God. I can be taking the easy road? That's a thing? That's an actual thing. Yeah, I'm going to take that road instead. And so a big part of my prayer has been ease. Ease. Flow. Like, let's step into that lane instead of, like, hard and challenging and, like, grind, hustle. Those things have their time and place, for sure. But it doesn't have to be the default reality. No, it doesn't have to be my default mode that I'm in all the time. Like, that got me to burnout. Because mm-hmm. it's not sustainable. I think mm-hmm. this is this just opens up a just an idea. The difficulty that you play life on or a game on typically leads to fatter loot, more weapons, armor, sexier drops, like, more fulfillment, more charge, more excitement as you had to work through it, but... It can't have and flow. Mm-hmm. So I just love your gentle reminder for people to be able to re-examine, you know, your settings. And if 
this thing is hard or insert other adjective here and once more that's not a season you feel like you're in anymore this is once more a good time to just reevaluate things and mean yes. still fun and gratitude and all things for sure mm. tell me sis for our listeners you know what are some things you got going on that they could see you at or connect to you mm, well i sound bathe people it's a whole lot of fun we use sound uh, I, I pair Sound baths with guided visualization. I'm nice. really interested in helping people connect to their future selves and developing a deeper uh, relationship with their intuition. And sometimes you need to like just go drop in and hang out with your future self, see what they're up to. <laughs> are you loving it? Are they really dope? Or are you seeing some things that are like, ooh, okay, giving you some signs that it's time to go back to your settings, readjust. Um, so... I am actually doing one of those at the the source in Tucson, October 28th. Ooh, 28th. 28th. Yeah, October 28th. And then the unplugged uh, work that I do with intermission, we've actually got a day retreat here in Tucson where it's all about gratitude and grounding. And really, I love offering people new modalities that maybe they've never worked with. Maybe you've never done an ice bath before. Maybe you've never done a sound bath. Maybe you've never... Bathed. Um, <laughs> maybe you've never bathed. Hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and giving, giving people an opportunity to unplug. Like that's, like I said, one of the biggest things. Unplug, come learn some new things. Try on some different armor. Come try on some new tools. Go to the, the menu of wellness options that are out there. Wellness nice. has been so kind of cloaked and closed mm. off and not accessible and not relatable for a lot of people um, for a really long time. And yeah. if we are going to make a significant shift in this world, we got to open the doors on that. We got to make it uh, fun. We got to make it approachable. We got to make it easy for people to see how they can fit it into their lives and not just, you know, kind of blow it off as something that's woo-woo and something right. that other people have time for. So I, uh, that's kind of where my zone is, is really helping people who might be newer to the work, get acquainted with it and it. understand how to integrate it into their life. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Tell me, how can people reach out to you best? Mm, come holler at me at IG. I think that would be great. Drop that at name. At make one day happen. Mm. I'm also on IG at Sheena Jean, but it looks like Shenna. That's a whole thing. When I was born... <laughs> My mom said that she was loopy from the birthing drugs that they used to pass out back in the day. Shocking. Right. And accidentally misspelled my name. She's like, it was supposed to be Sheena with two E's, but it's now sh looks like Shenna. She's like, you can change it. I was like, no, it's cool, Mom. I'll just tell everybody I ever meet this story. It's fine. It's gonna look they super drugged you. <laughs> yeah, they, they used to pass out super drugs for birthing. And luckily, I'm all right. Right. I think you came out <laughs> damn good, sis. Thank you. It. Thank you. Okay, final soda coffee question. How would you describe your flavor of your soul to the world? Ooh. The flavor of my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go with an espresso tonic <laughs> with a slice of grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's have you ever had an espresso tonic? I have not, especially with some grapefruit. Yeah, like <laughs> it's um, like bubbly water with espresso. Coffee. Yeah. Bubbly water, espresso, and it looks really dope, too. Sweet. And then you put a little grapefruit slice on top. Mm. What would you say some adjectives of that are? Um, bubbly. I'm pretty bubbly. Definitely bubbly. 
and uh, packs a punch. Yes. I can also also do that. And super flavorful. Mm. Super flavorful. Why? Yeah. <laughs> We're have to get you an espresso tonic sometime. I'm here for it. Carefully yeah. put me on some espresso. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's true, actually. It's a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. The name of this podcast is Soul Coffee. People are like, are you drinking coffee? I'm like, not often, but yes, I do. And it's a fun time when I do. Do we need to change rebrand to Salty? It's funny. <laughs> Someone mentioned that as well. Like, you ever do any teas or anything? I'm like, yeah, I love tea. Yeah, spill the salty. Ooh. Ooh. Spill the salty. This is good. We got some things, Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please reach out to Sheena. Feel free to wish her a happy birthday whenever you, you listen to this. For my Tucson folk, get to those events. Those are going to be super potent, super powerful. And it's so good to nourish my community, and it feels good. And if you're coming from Phoenix, Arizona, or wherever in the world, holla at your boy. Holla at Sheena. And however I can be of service to you, you know, please let me know just a message away and look into the show notes. We'll have all the links there for all the things. Just wanted to shout out Lou for the mastery that he put into the video modules and shout out to Sheena as she was actually one of our beta testers and gave some really, really good feedback in getting that video module set and ready. So if you need help chasing your own personal legend, feel free to click the link in my IG bio and we got some goodies for you. But anywho, do it, do it, do it. He did, he's looking at me like, you're not supposed to jump in right now, but I'm doing it. I'm going to hype this course. Oh it's my God. great, y'all. I am so proud of oh. the work that y'all are doing, the legacy that you are leaving, and helping make that accessible for others. Like, thank you. <sighs> I received that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anywho, till next time, y'all. Peace. Bye.